right now we have the finals edition. Uh, we're here on June 7, 2014, and on the phone with us is Sun Penn and Josh Bolding. Guys, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing well, man. Thanks. All right. Sorry for that uh, racket. There was a space shuttle driving by my car. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the NBA Finals. Um, you know, we have Josh's favorite team. He's going to be our resident Spurs fan. Uh, Son, Absolutely. I don't think he's our resident Heat fan. I don't think. Is that what you want to be? A resident Heat fan? I'm not a, I'm not a Heat fan, though. Okay. You know what? I'm going to take the role as a Heat fan, Ben. <laughs> oh, okay, right. okay. But, you know, I actually do want the Heat to win pretty badly, so um, I am going to be the Heat fan. And uh, first questions first. How many showers did LeBron take after the game last uh, last Thursday? <laughs> How many showers? Uh, I guess one. I just want to know if he showered between in at, at halftime when he changed his uniform, like uh, Colin Kaepernick, or who was it? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I just like I just like how uh, it was so hot in there that their their jersey tops turned into a way darker shade than their jersey shorts. <laughs> I mean, they were uh, really so they were soaked. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, sure. yeah. If you see, see pops and a post uh shirts after the game during the post game, they were just see through, see through shirts. Yeah, they were sweating bad. Yeah, it looked like uh, they were doing missionary work in the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so Josh, uh, what did you think of Game One? Um. Well, first of all, I'm glad that Theo Pedro in the back. Uh, sent away the AC guys and thought he could fix it by himself because that was very helpful. Um, but <laughs> I, I I actually hated how the Spurs played. I hated it. Um, I felt at the end of the game I wasn't really satisfied, like, with the win. I felt like it was just kind of uh, – it was just such bad basketball. Until the fourth quarter, like, I will admit, like, going 14 from 16 from the field in the fourth is uh, how many people can go 14 from 16 in an open gym. Um, so that was that was pretty nice, but I just thought that the Spurs played so careless. The ball the ball was turned over so many times without much pressure. Um, I felt like um, if it was, and so as a Spurs supporter, I just really hope that for Game Two they turn that around. Do you think? Oh uh, uh, yeah. The, do you think the turnovers had anything to do with how hot it was? In the gym, like maybe it's the ball stuck more when they're you're handling it, or do you think it's just one of those things that's just unrelated? You know, I, I think the heat could make them mentally just like a little bit more fatigued, um, not wanting to do the extra little bit of energy to to get the pass there, or to you know maybe pump fake before pass or things like that. I definitely think towards the end of the third, you kind of saw that a little bit out of both teams. Um, but I, I, did, I don't know, man. Like there was a couple passes towards the top of the key that non-pressured, just thrown behind the player. And there was one by Marco Bellinelli in the corner where he did a bounce pass 
in between three heat defenders in the third. And then Tony Parker lost the ball out of bounds. I mean, that one was a little bit more pressured. But a lot of them, I mean, two of them at the top of the key in the third were just thrown behind the person. And I, I just couldn't I, – I just don't even know I, – I don't know what was going on, really. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's – I think the heat did have to have to do with it. Not not the team, the heat, but the actual temperature of the uh, building. But yeah, you know, mechanics suffer anytime it gets too hot or you're fatigued. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. You know, you play in the hot gym. You know, you're not going to be as crisp as you normally were, and you're going to lose the ball when it's not as crisp as they as they usually are. And I actually played in the gym at church, and uh, the person in charge. Didn't turn on the air conditioning, uh, and it was so hot in there, and I almost died playing basketball. And uh, I said, "Why don't we turn on the air conditioning?" He's like, "That person, I like it hot in here." And it was it was the night before the game, and I was like, "I I cannot move." It's just, <laughs> I know it's just like only like twelve, thirteen people in the gym. I can't imagine playing like really hard. Like I wasn't playing that hard. I, I was like, "Forget this," and. uh there's like twenty thousand people and you gotta play hard. Oh, that'd be awful. Got no lights. Yeah, bright lights too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like being a being a resident of San Antonio now for a couple of years, like could you not just feel how hot they were? Like I was sitting there and I could like feel it through the TV, like because I I used to playing in that like that ridiculously stifling heat. I could feel it. I knew exactly how they well, to a degree because I did it the night before. <laughs> um, another thing, I just read that Danny Green, he said that in the lo- locker rooms at halftime they had fans, like uh, like cooling fans, and the heat did it. Yeah, they didn't give any of those fans to the heat. Did you uh, see that quote by Jason Terry today? I don't know if you heard, if you read or heard it, but he I said didn't. that basically, he said basically uh, that uh, it was definitely something that that Pop planned. And he said, you know, every time you go to San Antonio, you got to be prepared for something like that. He says, I remember one time, <laughs> one time it was just all cold showers, and then another time there was uh, the room was just full of flies, and then. With the Portland series of snake snake in the locker, he says there's always something there that uh, Pop is trying to play mind mind games with. Uh, yeah, they have to find Pop, man. I think. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it doesn't sound far fetched at all. I, I think the funniest part is that the promotional giveaway was actual fans. <laughs> <laughs> So like be prepared. Uh, uh, something very fishy. Um, one of the people I work with, uh, his friend actually went to game one, and uh, his the guy his his friend who went to the game, all his kids wanted to leave the game, but they just sat there and sweated it out. He said it was the hottest he'd ever been uh, <laughs> watching. watching oh sport. yeah. I- Son, if you were there with your family, I mean, would you I, would you ask for your money back or some sort of discount or something? I don't know if I would, but I know Val for sure would. <laughs> <laughs> she asked oh, for her money man. back when the 
when the we went to go see Gravity, and the the video went out about five minutes ago when she asked for her money back. <laughs> yeah, she would have been she would have been the first in line yeah. asking for that. <laughs> Man. Yeah. No. Um, is the heat gonna be turned? Uh, now, are, now are they gonna turn up the heat in the next game? Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> They're gonna set the heat at ninety. <laughs> I know for real they should, huh? Yeah. Let's not even uh, have a broken air conditioner. Let's just turn the heat on like a winter time. Oh, I think. So. <laughs> I think that's where they're gonna go. Maybe they could do the uh, opposite think... and uh, turn it down to like forty degrees in there. <laughs> Make up for it. Oh, man. What a bizarre way to start game one. And and you could say it affected the game or not, and everybody was affected. Obviously affected the game. And obviously affected the best player in the league. Um, now, son, uh, you know, LeBron's played. Do you feel like he deserves the criticism he got from a few people on Twitter about his crap? Or what do you think? No, I, I don't think. I think any intelligent fan would know that what LeBron did was totally within, totally acceptable. I think anybody who thinks that he was a quote-unquote baby or wasn't tough enough to play through, I mean, cramps are very, very painful. And people who don't have, who have never experienced them don't really understand, like, you really can't walk, especially if you have a cramp in your thigh. And that, well, he, he got cramps. How come nobody else did? Well, he's a... He's the only guy on the floor playing both ends really hard. He's the only guy on the floor who is the size of a power forward running around like a point guard. And uh, he also has a lot of, like I was reading about this, uh, he, has, he has a lot of body mass, so it's harder for him to, harder for his own body to cool, his, to cool himself down. So when it gets too hot, uh, I guess the mind uh, shuts down parts of your body so you don't overheat just a, a way to protect your own self. So I think that's one of the things, I don't know how valid that is, but it sounds, sounds like it makes sense. So I think that, you know, any criticism he gets is probably a little overboard. I mean, when you can't play, you can't play. And uh, it's one of the things you just have to sit those things out and uh, there's nothing really you could have done about it. The, the unfortunate thing is that a lot of the talk about game one is about how LeBron cramped up when, there's a lot of other things to talk about in that game where that were really important, so I think that's a that's too bad. Yeah. Um now Josh, uh the question for you is how many memes did you make making fun of LeBron? There <laughs> <laughs> No, man, I, I didn't make any. I, I agree with Sun completely. I think any intelligent fan knows that cramps is just like a uh, – that's like a – what's that word? Um, like friendly fire. I don't know the names of those words. But it's just a, a word that, that is a nice word to, to say what it's about. But, I mean, cramps is really just like Sun says, like your body – your whatever that part just shuts down. It's done. It's not, I think those – I hated those memes. I hated uh Sports Center, like, even showed some of them or showed them and stuff. I, I just think it was so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Spurs fans carrying LeBron. <laughs> carry LeBron. <laughs> uh, you know, I did so dumb. But 
I, I don't know if it's valid. <laughs> but all I know is LeBron is going to murder the Spurs in game two. <laughs> after all that criticism. Uh, this guy, after he got, you know, last season, after he, last season blew in his ear, I think LeBron scored 40 and had uh, 12 rebounds and 8 assists. So I'd be, I'd be afraid to make a mess. <laughs> you know, what do you think so, about Tony Parker? I think Tony Parker said after the game, he used to play in Europe without AC engines, so it really didn't bother him at all. You know, yeah. I, I, I mean, we were texting each other during the game, and I was, I kind of was half joking, saying I think the Spurs would be fine because they played, in, they had so many foreigners that played in poor conditions that it wouldn't bother them. But I guess there's a little bit of truth to that because you look at, you look at a guy like Bellinelli. This guy probably did not live in air conditioning growing up. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, I don't know, but but like him and Ginobili, and I mean, there are so many people from Europe who they play in gyms where I mean, there's bleachers for pro sports, you know, and I mean, just have like like a high school bleachers set up, and I just think that they're used to those conditions and maybe more prepared for a situation that, that ever came up. Maybe did Popovich know this? I, I don't know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, you're right though, son. Is like that is definitely a big advantage for the foreigners, um, where they you know they have grown up like that. And then on top of that, um, I mean, foreigners, at least from what I saw when I was a journalist and covered the Jazz and things like that, they're not too fond on showering either. So I mean, that stink factor. <laughs> I mean, I have one of my friends who actually uh, played for the Hawks uh, when I think Boris was there for a stint. Uh, he was telling me a, a story about how nobody on the team ever wanted to be behind him in the layup line because he smelled so bad. And so I could just imagine the funk factor last, uh, in game one. I bet it was insane. So, you know, you know, if you guys know this, I'm sure Pop knew this, and he had his team prepared <laughs> Yeah, I want to know. RC Beaver down at Scout Report say uh, hot gems. My place is made of hot gems. They, they've been planning this for a whole year, I bet, since game six. That's why they yeah. wanted home court so bad. They knew game one is going to be the hottest. <laughs> uh, I want to know. Now I want to know. Uh, when I watch first games now, I mean, change my way of looking at. I mean. I'm going to wonder if he's the smelliest guy in the court now. <laughs> well, let me, let me tell you this, son. I covered, I covered a game for the Jazz, and it was right after Tony Parker's divorce. Um, and uh, my editor said, oh, you're going to be covering the Jazz Spurs game? Watch out for the Euro shower. And I said, what's that? And he's like, they're going to go in the locker, and by the time you get let in at the media, uh, about a couple minutes after the game, they're going to be completely dressed. And I was like, no way. He's like, yep, but that's called the Euro shower. And I was like, whatever. Go to the game. I'm not kidding you. So the game ends. We go downstairs. We're waiting around outside the media locker room. Pop comes out. Or Pop's about to come out to be interviewed. And before he comes out, Tony Parker, fully dressed, is leaving the, leaving the stadium. And I was like, that is the grossest thing I have ever seen. It was disgusting. So he's, he's actually still sweating as he's leaving. <laughs> yes, he had, he had glistening on his face. I was just like, "This is this is too much. This is just bad." 
Oh, oh that's, a, that's a quick shower. He just puts the, yeah. the water splash on his chest and he's out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the Heat, he'd have a long road. They have to prepare for anything on Sunday for games, too. You know, I'll take it to another um, level on the start, stop taking showers, uh, start training in a, in a saunas, basically. See if you can withstand yeah. that. Uh, uh, I said girl. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it was a it was I thought it was a really fun game to watch overall and unfortunately the team the league's best player couldn't finish out the game and I think that had a big thing to do with it. Um, you know. Yeah. But if he what now the question is, if he was playing, would the Spurs really go on that run and score, you know, fourteen go fourteen for sixteen without LeBron out there? Do you think the same thing sort of happened? Josh. Uh, um, well, I think the run was starting beforehand. Uh, um, I mean, when by the time he was leaving, I think we had cut it to two. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we had I, – I, I think – I don't – let me answer this way, Harry. I do not think that the run would have happened like that perfectly, 14 out of 16. However, I did turn to Jared at the end of the third quarter after we had – what was it, 10 turnovers in the third um, and mm-hmm. 22 turnovers by the beginning of the fourth? And I turned to Jared and I said, how the hell are we down four points? There's no way mm. he should have only been up four points with tur- 22 turnovers by the Spurs. So I think – I don't think it would have happened the exact same way, but I thought we were in a very good position. Mm. So you're fortunate that uh... – so you feel fortunate that it, that the heat came, but you still probably thought you could have won even if LeBron was playing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it would have been a lot closer. It definitely would have been 15 points. Um, but I, I mean, to only be down four after 22 turnovers in a game, that's on the other team, and I think that they've got to capitalize on that. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, son. What do you what do you think? What do you think the Heat have to do to uh, uh, you know get back in the series? Oh, they just gotta be able to finish games, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they gotta be. They gotta make sure their is working. Um, I think the Heat have to just keep doing what they're doing. They're getting good looks. Uh, LeBron James, he's the most important player on the team, obviously, and. You can see what happens when he's out of the game. Wade isn't a dynamic enough player on offense and defense to be able to carry that load. When you've got uh, LeBron James out there, he's able to run the offense and as well as usually pick up whoever's hot on offense or just their best perimeter player and sometimes even their best uh, uh, post player. I mean, so and the, 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 though the Heat, like the Spurs, they did turn the ball over a lot. I mean, the Heat did too. Uh, they, they turned the ball over about – I don't know, 15, 16 times. I mean, does that make a difference? I mean, it's so – I mean, that's about six, seven possessions that the Heat had on the Spurs. But then again, LeBron James was on the court. So it's tough to say. I think that the game one itself would have – would have been really close either way. I mean, yeah. it would have been close. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that the Spurs would have lost if it wasn't hot in there or – LeBron was able to finish the game. I'm not going to go as far as say that because it's still a close game and it's still anybody's game. But there are still a lot of things that I think both teams, whoever lost that game, would have felt that they could have stolen that game. So, that's a, yeah, and 
Can, can I say this? I want to say this too. Is when you did mention that Sunday, you had a lot of good shots. The, the Heat missed tons of open shots. I think Ray Allen missed three open threes. Rashard Lewis mm-hmm. in the first half was terrible. They had tons of open shots, and so that's concerning too. Because I, I mean, last year they had tons of open shots too that they didn't make. But I don't want to bet that we can go a whole series with them not making open shots. Right. It's going to be a a close series, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a really great series. Um, And don't forget, Mario Chalmers needs to stay out foul trouble. Key for the heat. (laughs) 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 All right, so guys, uh, now that we've seen game one, Stun, what do you think is going to happen with the rest of the series? I think it's going to go seven games. I really do. Uh, I think it's going to be a really close series. I think that there's going to be a lot of, I want to say, chess moves. And that I say, like, they're going to do lineup switches, defensive uh, scheme schemes are going to be changing throughout the series. The the tail long the Spurs are going to play big. I mean, they started off big in this last game, but let's say they get down in deficit, they might switch back to a small ball lineup at, like they did against the Thunder. So I think I like that both coaches are willing to change the lineups. I mean, Rashard Lewis is in the starting lineup after not really playing in the starting lineup almost of the whole year. So it's it's a lot of uh, – I mean, these are coaches who aren't afraid to make bold moves to uh, change the series. Josh, what do you feel? Um, I agree with Son. I think he's going six. I think the Spurs will close out in six. But I think that it might do the exact same thing it did last year. One, 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 one. And then I think San Antonio closes it out at Miami. Um, I, I, I just feel that if it does go seven games, I, I think the Heat win. I think the Heat win a seventh game. And so, mm. but I agree with Son. I don't want to know. I don't, I mean, I want to know how long. Uh, Pop is going to guard LeBron past the three-point line. That was a surprise in game one. Um, we know we know in, in last year's series he was going under screens even like 15 feet from the basket. So I don't. I want to see how long they do that. Um, I want to see how long more effective, and I don't know how. Um, and then I do also, too, I think um, – I think people – What's that? False factor. Close factor, yes, that's what it is. But uh, he doesn't want to come within the zone. Um, but uh, yeah, but I, I also think uh, I also think Eric Spolster is really underrated as a coach. I mean, think sometimes he makes some personnel decisions and things that you're just really good, um, and he does more with less. Even though he has like the best player in the world and a great uh, secondary player, I mean, he has a bunch of scrubs that he rotates in and out, and, 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 and he does well with it. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. So oh, yeah, it's going to be a great series. Um, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, Duncan and Parker and Ginobili give it one last go. Um, I think they all agree to retire after the season if they win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, also one thing, I think Boris Diaw is going to be a really key player like he was in the last series. Um, you know, one thing about yeah. Boris Diaw, everybody always goes for his pump fake at the three-point line now. <laughs> that used to not be the case. <laughs> now they just are jumping out of 
position, and he's just going to the basket for some no-look passes. So I don't know if they're going to stop him from doing that, but I think Boris Diaz is going to be a huge factor. Uh, the Spurs are so loaded, and, you know, that depth is going to really come to play when um, it's going to be 110 degrees on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boris Diaz, man, he has been playing out of his mind, too, just like – I think last year I was watching. I you know I watched all the playoff playbacks from last year, um, just to, as part of my therapy for this year. And I'll tell you what, man, Boris Diaw was like non-existent. And so the fact that he is playing better, is, I think, is just huge for us. And then you know we talked about Mario Chalmers foul trouble jokingly, but one thing, Kawhi Leonard had a terrible game, and I don't expect right. that anymore in this series as well. So I'm I'm, in, I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, you know, quite yeah. play that well, yeah. You know, the thing about the Spurs is, you know, not every single player is going to score 20 points. I mean, they got guys coming out of the woodwork scoring 10. So <laughs> if one guy's not going to do it, they got they got ben- Bellinelli. They got uh, Patty Mills. They got uh, Matt Ayers. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> oh, Jeff Ayers. <laughs> Jeff Ayers. Yeah, yeah, they got everybody coming out of woodwork willing to score. So I'm never worried about one player not playing well because um, they're just – but for the Heat, they need LeBron to play well, and they definitely need at least Bosch and Wade to play well, one of those two. For yeah. And that's, and that's every game, every game. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's going to be a great series. Some, you didn't say what you who, who you thought was going to win this one. So me, I I think uh, this is tough. I have a, I think it's gonna go seven, and I think oh I don't know, it's so tough. I but right now I say the Spurs because I where you know the rearing of the outcome game one. It's gonna be hard for I think it's gonna be hard for the Heat to win four or six. But before the series, I would I might have said Heat in seven. So I don't know. It's gonna be tough um, for the for the Heat to win the Spurs, series. I think. The Spurs did win game one last year. Actually, so yeah, that yeah. one on. You never know. Play. I know. You ne- and that's right. You never know. <laughs> and then uh, Tony Parker's Tony Parker's uh, triple pivot uh, bank shot. Was that a trample? We'll never know. Probably <laughs> 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 uh, probably wasn't a travel. I don't think it was. <laughs> No, no, I'm, uh, I'm just trolling the Spurs fan. Yeah, but, yeah, it's going to be a great series. Um, you know, I really hope the Heat win, but the Spurs don't win. <laughs> uh, it's going to, yeah, I can't wait for Sunday. Uh, Sunday, who do you who do you have winning on Sunday, Josh? Uh, I have the Heat winning. Um like, like I mentioned, I really do believe it's going to go one, 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 and then the Spurs will end it in six. Uh, I think, I think this. You know, the thing is though is, I felt like the Spurs played bad. Miami obviously didn't have their best player at the end, um, but if the Spurs can have one of their, uh, one of their, their games like they had against Portland or Oklahoma City in Game Two, um, that could be really huge for them because. That's one thing I've admired about the Spurs well, after the, the Dallas series is just how much they put on the throttle after the first game. The, the, that Portland second game, 
everybody was like, oh, Portland's going to come out and really take it to them. And they got blown out worse. Same with Oklahoma City. So maybe, uh, you know, if we can get another one, a really good game where everybody's contributing, uh, that would be fantastic. What, are, what do you think the chances are? Uh, if, if the Spurs win game two, what are the key chances in the series? I, I still think he goes six. I think if Spurs oh, win zilch. two, um, I, I do think that Miami will hold serve at home. I just – I think they'll be more motivated. Have they been down 2-0 since Dallas? Well, I mean, I don't even know if they were down in that series, but, I mean, they lost. But have they been down two games in a series since that series in 11? No. No. They haven't, huh? No. No. They've been down yeah, two one. But never never uh too well. Too well. Yeah, I mean I would see them come out as for I, I would see maybe the Spurs if if we beat them bad enough in game three, maybe the Spurs could get game four in a close one. Um but I just see them coming out as ferocious if they're down two well and they go home. I I, I, I really do. Well, well, we'll see what happens uh, if the Spurs win. Um, how subdued would their celebration be? Uh, <laughs> is uh, well, is Kawhi Leonard going to smile? <laughs> Maybe not. Well, Kawhi did smile after they won the Western Conference Finals last year, and we were all freaked out in San Antonio. But I don't know. I I I think uh, – <laughs> I think this is like the most important series in Tim Duncan's life. I've never heard him talk like he's talking. I mean, he said that they would get it done. He said uh, that they he respects what the Heat have done, but unfortunately for them, we're going to try to win this thing. Just like I've never heard him talk like this before. So maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe he lets out another effort in the court. I don't know. Something something crazy is going to happen from the Spurs. I think. Oh, oh I'll, I'll, I will root for I will root for the Spurs to win if Tim Duncan gives a Kevin Garnett level exit interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what yeah. would his line just unload his line be though instead of anything as possible? Oh, I have no idea. I'd have to think about that one. I'm sure, yeah, that, yeah. I'm sure. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it'd be Dungeons and Dragons related. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like intensity and focus. Um, yeah, he's been such a consistent guy. I, you know, I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I am. <laughs> it might be bad for the Spurs. Uh, would you? Uh, maybe, maybe he might quote Titanic. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so Harry, who do you think will win this series? Um, you know, I actually think the Spurs are going to win in five, and that might be a reverse jinx. That might not be as well. <laughs> but I, I really do think the Spurs are going to win it. Um, they they look like the more focused team, and they look like they're poised to win uh, a championship. They've been on a, mission, on a mission all year. They had some huge win streaks. Very workmanlike. You know, I'm surprised uh, anytime they lose. Uh, but, you know, um, you know, everything always looks like a good shot from them. And that's, and that's, uh, and that's something I've noticed from the Spurs. And, and I don't know, uh, that, that heat, the no AC game is going to be really big. You know, they, the heat has such a small margin for error against the Spurs. So yeah. it looks like it's going to really mean everything. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm guessing the Spurs. 
Bold the prediction only, or, ver- or re- reverse jinx. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? The only thing that could stop him is LeBron James. Uh, you know, has some <laughs> he drinks ice during time out or something. <laughs> something. Okay. Something uh, to slow down. I thought, uh, I thought you were going to say if he switches to Gatorade. No. <laughs> no, he needs to switch to the uh, Mamba drink. Uh, Kobe Bryant <laughs> drink with the uh, ar- body armor. I have a question for you two non-Spurs fans. So one of the reasons I think Spurs fans are really confident is because what happened in game six in Oklahoma City. And now I, we didn't get a chance to talk about this before the series, but how surprised were you guys that the Spurs actually won that game six in OKC as a non-Spurs fan? I was I was surprised that they won the game uh, heading into it, but I wasn't really surprised when it got into the fourth, third and fourth quarters. I it was like it was anybody's game really, and you could tell like how the Spurs are kind of already figuring out how to stop the Thunder on offense. I'll say one thing: their offense. I mean, Scott Brooks he receives a lot of criticism. I don't think he receives enough criticism. His, their offense is almost as bad as Indiana's. It's only Agreed. Like, it's only only reason that it's it's better is because they have two unbelievable athletes, well three with Ibaka, who compensate for this like the terrible scheme, terrible scheme. And whether that's Westbrook's fault or not, I don't know because they don't even run play. They just stand in corners and uh-huh. and spots on the court with no movement, no cutting. What what's Westbrook supposed to do? Just pass it to a guy who's already covered? It makes no sense. And uh, another thing is why <laughs> Why does why did they switch up every single screen the Thunder I'm talking about on defense so that uh, Fisher was that's guarding somebody in the post for like not <laughs> nine or ten straight possessions? <laughs> yeah. What, what was going What was going on there? And it was like they were they were willingly switching. They didn't even fight to stay you know fight against the switch. They just said, oh yeah, let's just switch Fisher onto DL every time. Let's see what happens. And Obviously, he's dumping in there and he's double team or gets an easy shot for ten straight possessions. What? Where was the adjustment? I, I don't. I, didn't, I don't. I mean, they, I don't want to say the Spurs didn't earn that, but it was a gift. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um, not not only that, Fisher. They were in the bonus, so Fisher's only chance of stopping coming in post was fouling. Which he did, and he just sent people to the line for like four straight minutes. <laughs> I agree with you, man. I was, I loved it, but I, I couldn't understand. First of all, why, why he was out there, and second of all, exactly yeah. what I you said. No idea. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. This is perplexing. Uh, really, uh, the Thunder, <laughs> they lost two games, but without a Baca, I mean. The Thunder were my pick to win the championship this year, actually. Uh, I thought they all had the pieces to win it. Um, but, you know, that Ibaka injury, and and uh, I don't think they would have ever recovered from that, even if he was playing still. So, the yeah. Spurs had it in bag, to be honest. And the only time yeah. the Spurs lose is if they just miss the shots they normally make. And that's the only hope yeah. you have. Yeah. Uh do you think they Thunder need a new coach? Ah. <laughs> no question. Um, 
I I was talking to a friend about this the other, the other day, and we were talking about the Heat and the Thunder, and he said, oh, man, if the Thunder were at full strength with Ibaka, they would beat the Heat in a seven-game series. Nope. And I, and I just told him no, and I said the reason why is because even though the Heat's athleticism is less than the Thunder's, they're 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 just as smart as the Spurs. They're they're LeBron James never makes the wrong decision, like ever. I, I can't think of a time where I thought, man, LeBron made the wrong pass there, or he made the wrong decision to shoot there, or never. Like he always makes the right decision. And the Thunder, man, they just they come down. There was one play in overtime in that game six. Russell Westbrook stole the ball. They were up uh, up a point, I think, and uh, they were up a point. I think it might have been less than uh, a minute left. I can't remember. But he steals the ball, and instead of, like, slowing it down, he runs to the rim and goes up against three people and, of course, misses. And I'm just like, that – somebody's got to get on him. You know, there's got to be some sort of – someone's got to do something about that. I mean, you have that's – all, that's all their offense is, is run under the basket and throw something up. That's it. There's no, nothing else involved. Like you mentioned, son, no cuts. There's, it's just – it's terrible offense. Terrible. They're just a dumb team. They're a dumb team. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we're just eviscerating OKC right now. Um, oh. <laughs> Yo. I, I, time, I, uh, they should beat the Spurs, though. They should have beat the Spurs, but they're dumb. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, maybe not dumb, but yeah, poorly coached, I will say. Uh, very poor uh, decision-making, bad scheming. Bad uh, 39 people girl, uh, point guard, Derek Fisher, who is planning on being a coach next year and playing 33 minutes in the elimination game. Maybe not the best idea when you got a bunch of other guys in there. <laughs> when you've got a when you've got a guy who is in contract talks with other teams as he's a current player, you know, it's probably not the best idea to put him on the court in the most important game of the year against a super smart team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the best move. But it, it just strange to see Derek Fisher out there. What, yeah, what is he doing out there? He was washed up on the Lakers four years ago. <laughs> You literally want to. <laughs> it's got Brooks to well, save him. This guy. You need somebody to stop Dio on, in the post, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I the solution would be to move Westbrook to shooting guard, but he'll never accept that uh, move like that. But he really is a shooting guard. He really is not. Um, the best person to constantly make every decision on the court for them. And, and I agree with you, Harry. Um, one of the things that was really hard for Popovich at the beginning of this, like, big three area is if you if you ask Spurs fans I mentioned because he did not know how to put Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker in an offensive set together because they both needed the ball. He couldn't do it. Um, he yeah. was having a really hard time with it, so he put Manu on the bench. And you'll notice it, too, now when Kawhi is emerging, he has a hard time getting Kawhi involved. And, like, the reason why we closed out Portland and we closed out OKC was Kawhi was a lot more involved with Tony Hurt in both of those games. And so, mm. you get, like, when you have two superstars like that that both need the ball to be successful, it's difficult. 
uh, or make a personnel change. Well, it's it's very hard except for one team, uh, Miami Heat. They won two in a row. <laughs> That's uh, true. But then again, he is the exception to almost every single basketball rule um, as far as you can't do this, you can't do that. LeBron James just destroys everything. But, yeah, other than that, it it won't ever work. That's true. That that is a good point. LeBron James is the exception to every rule. You know, someone that big can't run that fast. Someone that big can't, you know, pass that well, you know, or have good hands or such good feet. yeah, he is the exception. He is he is a nuclear uh, nuclear bomb. But but you know what? For for the per- for the for the first like uh, about six months of that season though, they had the same sort of struggles. I remember they everybody did. saying, "Oh, they're just they a fast break team. They can't they can't do offensive sets." Blah blah blah. But yeah, LeBron James eventually overcame everything as he always does. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I I'd say things changed for him. As far as team structure goes, in Game Four against Indiana, the year they won the right. first title, uh, they were down two one in the series. And Game Four, they, I think that's when they started clicking. You could tell during that game that they're, oh, they're trying to start to figure it out. And uh, LeBron James, he just, I mean, he might end up being. I mean, right now, if he wins this title, I know I mean, it's kind of far from now, but is, is he? Will he have passed Kobe and? You know, Jordan and Bird, not Jordan, but Magic and Bird, as far as being the greatest ever? I think he'll pass Bird um, if he wins this year. If not, if he hasn't already. I think uh, well, I think his skills have surpassed anybody um, as far as as a official position. I, I do think he passes Bird. I, I, I can't give him... I, I put Magic above Kobe, um, and I put like Kobe and LeBron equal. I think. Um, mm. it, and so, yeah, in, in that greatest player debate. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. that might be a topic. Yeah, LeBron or Dominic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we'll, we'll the, the thing is, uh, another time, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the thing is, too, is, is it's just because he hasn't finished his career yet. I mean, I, I just – he has so much more to do. But I think – he's already the most skilled player I've ever seen play, ever. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, complete, did not have a like career. career. Like, uh, yeah. uh, so. And LeBron is already on his 11th. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's only played 12 years, but he did make nine finals, so – yeah, <laughs> and he played center in a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know. All right, I think that's uh, all we have for the Spurs Heat podcast. Might check in after the series. Um, any last words for you, Josh? Uh, just go Spurs. Done. Uh, I just hope the air conditioning works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in your in your house or the the Spurs arena? Oh, it it, it, it is so hot here right now. It is hot. <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. It's uh it's really hot here. Uh, you know we're we're all surprised that you're a man more manly than LeBron to finish the podcast without cramping up. <laughs> that's, that's, 
That's true. I, I'm such a baby. <laughs> I think I think I think uh, the Spurs AC is the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, can, uh, can they give an MVP? I think Pop Jackson came out said, <laughs> so said that this uh, championship has an asterisk because of the. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think Spurs fans will be mad because. Well, Spurs fans will be mad. I won't be mad because I would just be thinking about how Phil Jackson has his own issues to deal with for the next five years. So that would be enough for me. That's true. Uh, also, Phil, any any comments about Phil Jackson recently saying the Spurs are not a dynasty? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anybody's the best Spurs troller in the world, it's Phil Jackson. Oh, it's Phil Jackson. He's the he's the best at it. He's the only Spurs troller. I know. He's the only, he's the only guy that gets Spurs fans so bad. <laughs> oh, I love There's it. I love no it. One else, everyone else respects or doesn't care. Phil Jackson's the only one that has the credentials to be like, yeah, I don't think they're that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. call, call, me, call me when you get five more, Spurs. Call me when you get five more. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Like, uh, it's hilarious. Let me let me know when you guys win a back to back championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. You never dynasty until you go back to back. That's the rule, guys. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, that was fun, guys, and uh, I guess we will see you later then. All right. Thanks a bunch. All right, we'll see you.